I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and Sirius XM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome into the early line, hour number two on Sports Grid. Kevin Walsh and Donnie right side with you. On a Monday morning, we pause the NFL. Let's talk a little college football here over the break. Donnie giving out some very poor lines that I hope one day we see come true because he might just be giving away free money because trying to get a sense of what happens if Georgia sees Alabama. See if I would have asked that question before the weekend. You would have said, well, it was the SEC title game. They're unbeaten. The winner's the number one team. The loser is somewhere between two and three. No problem. Well, 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 the Alabama Crimson Tide go down to Texas A&M. I love the way this played out because at A&M was supposed to be the danger spot for the Crimson Tide going into the season. And then A&M didn't even show up to the game ranked on a backup quarterback off of two straight losses and one to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. It's a bad loss. For Alabama, Donnie, right now in the new AP poll, they're not inside the top four. Yeah, it was a tough loss there for Alabama. You should never lose that game because you're right, Kevin. Coming into the season, you maybe had higher aspirations for Texas A&M. Starting quarterback goes down. Doesn't look like it's going to be a great season for Jimbo. Why did they pay him all that money? And, you know, all those fans in the stands, they never get their money's worth. Well, they got their money's worth on Saturday night. An exciting football game, which A&M won. And I love the fact that this throws chaos into college football because now you're seeing Penn State on the outside looking in as opposed to just being number one all season long and then making the SEC title game obsolete because it doesn't matter who wins or loses. It would have been number one versus number two or, you know, and and then both of those teams would advance to the 14 playoff anyway, and everybody would have been upset that the SEC, the best football conference in football, got two teams in as if we should be putting in group of five teams. But having said that, Kevin, we'll see how they rebound being Alabama because Nick Saban was interesting during his press conference starting to say things like, you know, you got to learn from this, and you have to remember that you know, even though we win a ton of football games, you can't just, you know, go out during the week and practice, not study enough film, take things for granted here just because we are Alabama. Maybe they refocus themselves. Alabama, to me, is still going to be back in the, the SEC picture and also the national title picture very quickly here. So I cannot wait to see where the make-miss college football odds are reposted on FanDuel. It appears Bama will remain a pretty heavy favorite to make the playoff, considering that they are plus 250, comfortably the second choice to win the national championship. Georgia's plus 125, Bama plus 250, Ohio State 8-1, to and then it is 20-1 to or longer. The reason why Alabama missing the playoffs is so incredibly live, obviously if they get tripped up again before an SEC title game, they are done. No team has ever made the college football playoff off of two losses. Alabama will now be favored to have two losses. 
they will be dogs against Georgia in the SEC title game if Georgia continues to play the kind of football that they are playing right now. Again, Georgia comfortably booked as the best team in college football, and rightfully so. So that's why Alabama, again, that year that they somehow didn't make the SEC title game and it was a massive benefit to them because they didn't lose. They just sat there idle and made it in. I don't know if they'll have the benefit of doing that this year. They show up to play Georgia. They lose. They're not getting in. So it'll be interesting to see the state of that Alabama price when it does get posted. We bring the radio audience into the fold. We appreciate all those listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside going through the college football week action here on a Monday morning. The interesting thing is, I always thought, Donnie, that we would be talking about Iowa, Penn State here to start. And this is a game that, to me, still leaves a lot of questions. Iowa wins it 23-20, to but... This was a different football game when Sean Clifford was still quarterbacking for the Nittany Lions. Yeah, some people are still going to do a victory lap because, again, cashing the ticket is what makes the most sense here, and that line certainly under three here. Iowa pulls out the victory and covers the spread, but you are correct, Kevin. If there's no injury to the quarterback position in this game for Penn State, they beat Iowa on the road for a massive statement victory. It's amazing that you see the level sometimes with some of these teams. Like, I always joke around in the MAC, like, I, you know, betting on so many Mac football games over the year. The backup quarterback is so much better than the starter. Like, the starter will go out, play terrible for a quarter and a half, get injured, and the backup might win the Heisman Trophy by the end of the football game. That's not the case in major college football. When you have your entrenched starter and they go down on the road in a tough environment, do you expect maybe the backup to come in and buoy themselves and say, okay, let's just run a you know simplistic offense and move the football? That wasn't going to happen with Penn State here. Basically gave the football game away, but I can't fault Penn State for this. We'll see how long that injury is because they're being very coy about it at Penn State, how long Clifford might be out. But if it's Mm -hmm. the backup that's going to be in, Penn State's going to fall right off the face of the earth here in the Big Ten. But as opposed to that, let's take a look to Iowa and what this means. This team just knows how to win close no matter what environment they're in. Do I think they make the college football playoff? I don't think so, Kevin. But it's going to be interesting to watch down the stretch here. Here's the thing for Iowa, Donnie. They're going to be pretty big favorites the rest of the way. If they go to the Big Ten title game unbeaten, why can they not get in with a loss to Ohio State who would be in the college football playoff? Why not? Their loss to Ohio State would be a much better loss than, oh, I don't know, at A&M is 17.5-point favorites. Iowa has given themselves legitimate wiggle room now if they show up to that Big Ten title game unbeaten. Also worth mentioning, OU. Spencer Rattler is done. It seems as if the Caleb Williams error is upon us. A tremendous comeback against Texas. They win that game 55-48. We'll talk more college football tomorrow, but Major League Baseball is on deck. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. All right, let's hit the ground running here. Major League Baseball, four-pack of action today. We want to give you previews for these games. No people are still looking to bet, of course, with the game starting at 1 o'clock. Why wouldn't you? Of course, East Coast time. We start Brewers-Braves, Donnie. Total is 8. Atlanta, a slight home favorite at minus 112. Ian Anderson against Freddy Peralta. Right now, you look at the Atlanta Braves evening up this series. They are supposed to get the job done now, but it's not going to be easy. What do you think here, Atlanta-Milwaukee? This is a really good one here. Take a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's basically a coin flip, right? Braves minus 112. The Brewers minus 104. The total is 8. I do think we can get some runs here, but also keep in mind, Kevin, what we talked about last week about this series. If you remember, I didn't think that you'd be able to win game one if you were the Atlanta Braves, and they didn't. But I told you I still like the Braves for the series, so not betting the Braves before the series started, but betting them after being down one. You got the much better price, which you do, and now the series is tied up at one. So if you take a look at Freddie Peralta over the past 30 days, he is a strikeout machine, which seems like everybody in Milwaukee is a strikeout machine. 33% of the batters that batters that he's faced over the past 30 days, he has struck out. And also look at his walk percentage, only 2.9%. He dominates, Kevin against left-handed batters, but here's the issue that you might run into. Weighted on base average to righties, Kevin, a 375 and an ISO power number of 200. You got some pretty powerful bats here from the right-hand side. Solaire, Riley, Duvall. You should be able to get some runs or at least some offensive performance here going up against Peralta. Now let's switch it over to the Milwaukee side here because Anderson is on the mound. His last 30 days in Major League Baseball here, Kevin, a 6x fifth number. He's faced 47 batters. Now, here's where it comes into where you're trying to get matchups on top of matchups. Ian Anderson, a right-handed pitcher, right? 264 weighted on base average to righties, an ISO power number of 217, which is a little bit elevated. But here's the crux of the argument of why you might want to back the Milwaukee Brewers in this one. 21 batters he's faced from the left-hand side. Keep in mind, again, Anderson is a right-handed pitcher. 441 weighted on base percentage and a 526 ISO power number. Why does that matter with the anticipated lineup tonight for the Milwaukee Brewers? Well, Wong lefty, Yelich lefty, Telez lefty, Escobar lefty, Narvaez lefty. The majority of the hitters in the lineup today for Milwaukee are left-handed batters, so maybe a team total to the over for the Milwaukee Mm -hmm. Brewers in this one might make some sense here. And maybe even just an overall over, right? Yeah. With if Freddie yep. Peralta struggling a little bit down the stretch there, a legitimate shout here. This series may be due for a high-scoring affair. We go straight down the board. Astros-White Sox here. 
Urquidy, Rodon. The White Sox are favored to keep this series alive, Donnie, at minus 126. We also have our highest pregame total for the postseason in this game of nine. I agree with the favorite here for the White Sox, minus 126, because I do think they're the better team. This was one of those series, Kevin, that should have been wrapped up last night with a big lead by the Astros, and they let that one slip through. So now you go back to a game, you know, today, which we're taking a look at first pitch in the Windy City at 337. Rodon, a lefty, 4.78 XFIP number, which is a little bit high, but take a look at this. Strikeout machine also, Kevin, 34% of the batters that he struck out over the past 30 days. Let's take a look at his lefty and righty splits here, which are fantastic. Rodon, once again, a left-handed pitcher. Look at him to lefties. Eight batters, which isn't a big sample size, but a zero-weighted on-base percentage and a zero-iso power number. Flip it over to the righties. 234-weighted on-base percentage, Kevin, a 108. So I do think he has some advantages here. And then we flip it over to Urquidy, which a 4.76 XFIP number over the past 30 days. Here's the crux of the argument that you get into here. His weighted on base percentages are decent between lefties and righties. Urquidy is a right-handed pitcher. But look at his ISO power numbers to lefties. A 196 to righties, a 278. A lineup that profiles pretty well against right-handed pitchers. That's the White Sox. I expect this series to be tied up by the end of the day today, Kevin. And if you look at Urquidy overall, Donnie, every single month outside of May, he pitched to an ERA above a four. So certainly looks yeah. like he could be vulnerable here against this White Sox team. Again, the White Sox trying to keep the series alive, plus 290 to come back and win the whole thing. A comparable price on the Tampa Bay Rays. Controversy in this game last night. Horrible rules by Major League Baseball. To be fair, I guess you could say Kiermaier wasn't going to score. Vasquez hit a two-run shot. Things are different, though, when teams have leads and they don't. It's an interesting spot overall. Tampa is plus 230, Donnie, to come back and win the series. It starts today. The series, though, or the game, rather, is listed at a pick'em, a total of nine. Expected to see Eduardo Rodriguez for Boston. No idea who we see for Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's interesting here early because some of these teams, as you see in the playoffs, particularly in a shorter series than seven games, you don't really have that formula laid out here of who's going to be pitching, almost like a day-to-day -day occurrence. And it seems like Tampa Bay every single day is a day-to-day -day occurrence on who's actually going to be taking the baseball and going out to the mound. Let's just say it is Eduardo Rodriguez here. I think if it is, that's a boon here for Tampa Bay. And if you're looking for a series price, if you think Tampa Bay can win today, Kevin, mm -hmm. I would think it's more advantageous probably just to go for the series victory as I do think they're the better overall team. But it doesn't always play out where they win. But that is a big-time win for Boston last night and a lot of win taken out of the sails because, quite frankly, you probably should have had some runs scored in the top of the inning in extras as opposed to that walk-off home run in the bottom of the inning. But Rodriguez is a lefty. He's going to be facing a ton of right-handed batters. They did some damage to him already. A 349 weighted on base percentage to righties. Outside of what? Brandon Lau and Kiermaier. The rest will be righties in the lineup. I think they can win this. But again, we're talking about early in the morning here on the early line, trying to get a feel for the game when technically we don't even know who the starting pitchers are at this time. But if it plays out where Rodriguez takes the mound, I think I have to go with the mm -hmm. advantage here to Tampa Bay. And I think overall, not only have we seen them hit Eduardo Rodriguez in this series, You'd expect Chris Sale to get the ball in game five. Mm. That didn't work out very well in, in the first go around there. It lasted an inning. They blasted him. Now they took him out. They came back. They won the baseball game there. But as Donnie said, if you like Tampa today, get yourself that plus 220, plus 230 series price there. One more baseball game to get to. Dodgers, Giants. 
Dodgers bats woke up in a big way in game number two of this series, putting nine runs across the plate after being shut out in the opener. They turned the ball over to Max Scherzer as minus 200 favorites, Donnie. The total in this one right now fluctuating between seven and seven and a half. Yeah, I think the Dodgers win. I'm not going to lay the run line minus one and a half plus 112. I'm not going to use the money line at minus 215 here. Max Scherzer's on the mound. So you know I'm going to look at here an under in this game of seven and a half. Pitcher's ballpark out there at Dodger Stadium. And also, we spend a lot of time looking at Max Scherzer. But let's go back here to Wood, the lefty on the mound. Over the past 30 days of Major League Baseball, absolutely sensational, Kevin. An XFIP of 211, a strikeout percentage of 33%. Take a look at these splits between lefties and righties to lefties over the past month. A 256 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number, Kevin, of 0.0. How about the righties? Because you figure a left-handed pitcher might struggle a little bit with righties. Not so fast here. 38 batters that he's faced over the past 30 days from the right side. A one, excuse me, 0.184 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 0.028. This game means everything to the series. As we take a look, Kevin, tied up one to one. The winner of this game is going to be in command to move on to the next round. I see everybody coming in from the bullpen in case these starters mm-hmm. you know, can't get through the fourth or fifth inning. But the way this profiles, I think they will. Under seven and a half for Donnie Wrightside? Absolutely. I'm taking the under in this one. I have been looking at props throughout these postseasons with some pretty decent success to start things off. Where I'm looking today on the Giants side, as through with Brandon Crawford and Tommy Listella, two plus total bases. Crawford's at plus 115. Listella is at plus 150. Crawford against Scherzer lifetime bats 400 with six hits, two of them home runs, three of them doubles. You like your chances at it being an extra base hit if he puts one in play. Similarly, Tommy Listella, four hits against him in 10 at bats, him being Max Scherzer. A home run, a triple, and two doubles. All extra base hits. You only need one of those guys to get the two-plus total bases to make some money. And if you get both of them, that's a legitimate boon. If you're looking for some Dodgers hitters, Mookie Betts, Chris Taylor, and A.J. Pollock all have some good numbers lifetime against Wood tonight. Should be a very, very fun matchup there. That's Major League Baseball. We go back to the NFL next, and we start it off with the NFC East, with the Dallas Cowboys looking amazing and the Philadelphia Eagles completing a comeback. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Here on Sports Group, we transition back to the NFL. And we started off in Carolina with the Panthers 
Lost again. Looks like it ain't that easy when you're playing in front, huh, Sam Darnold? Five picks over the last two weeks of football, but more importantly, the Philadelphia Eagles get a win. I'm trying to do my part here on the money line, dog. See, I'd like to think I'm doing well three in a row, three and two on the year. I'm bringing down the team average significantly, though, with my two losses. That's besides the point, though. Eagles win this game 21 to 18, but the story, Donnie, is they trailed in this game 15 to 3. That's a comeback. Yeah, I, I want to say this is a good win for the Eagles. Any win in the NFL is typically a good one. But if you watch this game, let's just say if you're the casual NFL fan, a casual Eagles fan or casual Carolina Panthers fan, you're sitting down watching this game, and it's boring as all get out right in the first half. Maybe uh, you had to go upstairs and vacuum. Maybe you had to go run some errands. And every time you looked at the screen, like, man, Carolina's just beating the tar out of the Philadelphia Eagles. This game is done. The Eagles can't do anything. Oh, look, the Eagles are going to try to come back. Yeah, interception, fumble by Devontae Smith. All right, this game is done. And then you wake up and say, okay, let's go out and get something to eat around 4 o'clock. Wait, the Eagles won this football game? Yeah, it's amazing because we watched it all the way through. And at no point over the first three quarters did I think either the A, the Eagles would be able to score a touchdown, or B, possibly win this football game. But a massive block punt in the fourth quarter ends up gifting the Eagles a victory. And look. You have to go on the road. The Eagles are supposed to be what? Coming into the season, Kevin, even at the FanDuel Sportsbook, six and a half is the team total. So sitting at two and three is exactly where they're supposed to be, maybe even a game over their pace due to the schedule that they had coming in, at least opening up the season. But I was impressed that the Eagles stuck together, played some defense in this game, and won. How good a win is it? We'll see down the stretch. But more so, Kevin, the Carolina Panthers. What are you doing in the second half? This game was yours to win. Just run the football up the middle with Chuba Hubbard. 24 carries, 101 yards here. And they got fancy with Sam. And it was big play slay. And the boys on the defense making the plays when it mattered. And a victory for the Eagles. Again, overall, Sam Darnold, not that good. Part of the reason the Eagles were my money line dog this week is I thought we saw the Sam Darnold of old as soon as that team had to play from behind, throwing multiple interceptions. The final numbers look good against Dallas due to two garbage time touchdowns to DJ Moore, but those touchdowns didn't come this week. And Darnold threw the ball three different times to Eagles defensive players, and that makes all the difference in the world. But all in all here for the Eagles, and it was not their best offensive performance of the year by any stretch of the imagination. This is a team that has continued to battle all year long. Every single game of their five thus far, they have scored with four minutes or left in the game. That can, They're continuing to push, whether they're getting blown out against Dallas and a garbage time touchdown, or one against Kansas City, or legitimately trying to keep a complete a comeback against the Niners with fell short, I think does show that this team does continue to push to the last whistle, Donnie. And I think that does start at the quarterback position. We've talked about it a lot. Last year, Wentz lost this locker room. Jalen Hurts is the exact opposite. I think they go out there. I think they play for him on a regular basis. And it's hard not to. He says all the right things. And they're a team you want to back. We talk about live betting here. That's not insignificant when a team scores a touchdown or a field goal or whatever it might be in all five of their games with four minutes or less on the clock here. The Eagles are a team that pushes to the final whistle. And it really paid off here completing this comeback. 
Yeah, what can we say about the defense here, Kevin? Because we take a look at opening day versus the Atlanta Falcons, very good on defense. Second game of the season versus the 49ers, very good on defense. You know, Then you had the two games between the Dallas Cowboys, elite offense, Kansas City, elite offense. You really couldn't compete all that well, but then you step back down in competition for the Panthers, and you give up less than 20 points. Maybe this is just the MO of the football team saying, hey, we actually have a decent defense if we don't go up against two of the three best offenses in the National Football League. Now, having said that, Thursday night football in the city of Philadelphia. Tom Brady and that Tampa Bay offense comes to town. So you're going to get a completely different look than what you saw from the Carolina Panthers game. But a win is a win is a win, Kevin. Two and three for the Eagles on the season. How about the Carolina Panthers? Ryan riding high and mighty. Hey, if they could knock off the Cowboys here, then take care of the Eagles, they might be the best team in the division. Back to three and two. Sometimes it does matter, Kevin, who you play. It absolutely does. Talking about best teams in a division, Dallas Cowboys 4-1. and one. When we talked about the best teams in the NFC, I didn't forget Dallas. I just knew we would talk about them here in hour number two. They're 4-1, and one, they're 3-0 and oh at home, and they're a perfect 5-0 and oh against the number. Dak Prescott, 300 yards and three touchdowns. Though every single key player from the Giants seemingly got injured in this game, they entered without Shepard and Slayton. They lost Kenny Galladay. They lost Saquon Barkley. And they also lost Daniel Jones in this one, Donnie. What did you make of Dallas's huge victory here? Yeah, I guess they just waited them out, Kevin, because the game was somewhat close here until all the injuries started to pile up. But also, when you take a look at the Dallas Cowboys and what they do well in offense, I don't know, Kevin, just about everything here. Dak Prescott throws for over 300 yards, three touchdowns, and take a look at this one-two combination. I love the fact that Tony Pollard really must have lit a fire under Ezekiel Elliott in the offseason that said, hey, this kid is extremely talented. Because again, Ezekiel Elliott is going to take the market share of that offense and the, and the carry share. 21 carries, 110, and a touchdown. That is sensational. But right behind him in limited use, Tony Pollard once again, 14 carries for 75 yards. This kid is elite behind him. So you have a good offensive line, a great quarterback, a great ground game, and legitimate wide receivers, and a defense that is ball hawking right now, particularly from interceptions. This team is going to win the NFC East here, and if they get healthy, or should I say stay healthy the rest of the way, they might be able to do some damage. Winning the playoffs, that's another thing. But regular season, Kevin, Cowboys are a pretty good football team. So you mentioned Tony Pollard, and he deserves a lot of love. But I got to say, Zeke right now has been a moneymaker since the Tampa Bay game. All of his rushing props have hit, touchdown in every yeah. single game. This is a guy you want to back in the props market. Secondly, Trayvon Diggs needs to be the favorite for Defensive Player of the Year. I said it last week. All in all, I know that it's hard for defensive players to win it. He's 9-1. to one. Garrett is plus 350. That's wrong. It's just wrong. He has a pick in every single game, 6 overall. Will he win the award? It could be difficult, but it's a defense, Donnie, that's predicated on creating turnovers. And right now, there's no player in the league better than Trayvon Diggs at creating those turnovers. You're right. He's been sensational. Let's also not forget here, Kevin. A guy named Demarcus Lawrence, yeah, he's going to be back later in the season as well. So you're going to get your best pass rusher back. Sky is the limit, I guess you could say, for the Dallas Cowboys in the division here, Kevin. They are by far the best team. Philadelphia Eagles, okay. The Giants, not a good football team. And who knows what we're getting out of Washington. They can't stop anybody at any time on defense now. They might be able to score some points here, and Heineke is fun. But that doesn't matter if you're not getting any stops on the back end. So if the Dallas Cowboys can run up some wins here, and let's also remind ourselves, 
there wasn't ultra high expectations for Dallas coming into the season. Keep in mind, they should have beat the Buccaneers. And how about if the Dallas Cowboys, Kevin, were 5-0 and here at this point in the season? Yeah, that certainly uh, would shape the conversation a little bit differently. We've also talked about, Donnie, can, does anybody have easy schedules? Dallas at New England, bye week at Minnesota, home versus Denver, home versus Atlanta is their next four. Considering at Minnesota is a bye, very well they're favored in their next four games. Doesn't mean they win all four of them, but still, if they go three and one and they open the year seven and two, I said it when they beat the Eagles on Monday Night Football. The division was done right then and there, and it absolutely is. The conversations around Dallas are bigger picture now. It's what can they do in the NFC? Can they get themselves in a position potentially for that buy, that number one overall seed? I will say, though, this was a tie game, essentially, when Daniel Jones left. That's a real thing. Now, whether that's a slight to Dallas or whether that is a credit to the New York Giants, who have actually been more competitive than their 1-4 record suggests, that's up for us to kind of figure out throughout the week. But it is important to know. By the way, on deck for the Giants is the L.A. Rams. If it's Mike Glennon against the Rams... That could very well get <laughs> ugly. Let's just quickly, Donnie, as we're talking NFC East teams, mention uh, the Washington football team defense. Listen, I don't know how many times I have to say it. Their defense, like, it's not even now the defense is overrated. It's just actively bad. They've given up four consecutive opponent team totals to the over. They've allowed 29 or more points now in those four games. Their defense is just awful. And the, the yards prop here... Look, the yards props have been very good to us in the pick six. Jameis Winston got the most disrespectful number I've ever seen posted. 206 and a half passing yards against a defense that gives up almost 300 passing yards per game. He threw for 279. Washington stinks, Donnie. I don't really know what to make of the Saints, though. Yeah, I don't know either because they're the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde team. And also, let's remember, like getting guys back like Demarcus Lawrence for a defensive end for the Cowboys. How about Michael Thomas, at wide receiver for the Saints? Can't come back any sooner to help them out, right? He's due back in just a few weeks. But that's a good win. Anytime you go on the road in the National Football League and pick up a victory, 33-22 to over Washington, that's a solid win. I don't know what to make. You're right of the New Orleans Saints. Are we getting this Jameis Winston? And But keep in mind, Kevin, 15 of 30, like, this isn't what we're used to him throwing the ball all over the lot like 50 times a game, yeah. big numbers. 279 now would usually say, huh, he didn't have that good a week when he was with the Buccaneers. That's now a sensational week. Four touchdowns and one interception. They are the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde team, as I said. We'll see what we get out of the Saints moving forward. But getting back Michael Thomas, that should help that offense here. But keep in mind, Taysom Hill down with a bad concussion in that game, Kevin. Yeah, the Saints just rotating results. I guess. 50% completions, four touchdowns, a pick, and like 280 passing. That's like Jameis's most Jameis game yet. We'll talk Titans and then get you set for Monday Night Football next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Back right here on the early line. There is one more game I want to talk about because it perfectly will transition us into Monday Night Football because it involves the Indianapolis Colts from the AFC South. We saw two teams square off from the South this week, the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags, 20 losses in a row. 0-5 under Urban Meyer right now. The Titans put up 37, Donnie. And Derrick Henry continues to probably be the most underappreciated player in the league. Yesterday, we were getting set up for in-game live on the crossover, and I turned up Holden Kushner, and I said, is Derrick Henry an all-time great? And he took a pause, and he goes, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. I mean, the guy goes for 133 touchdowns, and it's not headline news. This is who he is. The Titans move to 3-2 and two as Derrick Henry dominates once again. Yeah, 37 points by the Titans. Now, early in the week, Kevin, I look at this, like, I don't want anything to do with the Tennessee Titans this one. Heck, even in our pick six contest at the end of the week, I took the Jacksonville Jaguars alt line at three and a half for some plus money, which was a terrible pick. But having said that, my favorite team total of the week was on those Tennessee Titans. Why? Not because we thought they might struggle on offense, not because they were a little bit damaged goods on the offensive line and the wide receiver position, strictly because the Jacksonville Jaguars can't stop anybody. So if we're looking at the final game numbers, and you're right, Derrick Henry is sensational. Everybody knows they want to run the football. Try to equate it, Kevin, when you have an offense like the Kansas City Chiefs. When Patrick Holmes drops back to pass and you're betting against the Chiefs, they're like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Same thing that you take a look here with Derrick Henry. When Derrick Henry gets the football and you're betting against the Titans, it's like, how many yards is he going to rumble for? Oh, no, there goes Derrick Henry, stiff-arming guys left and right down the sideline. 29 carries, 130 yards, 4.5 yards per carry, and 3 touchdowns. They scored 37 points, Kevin, with Ryan Tannehill throwing one touchdown pass and under 200 yards. That tells you how bad the Jacksonville Jaguars are. Three and two for the Titans. I guess just waiting that storm out to get that offense back to full gas. But even with a A.J. Brown on one leg, knowing that Derrick Henry has to carry the freight in this game, they still almost dropped 40 points on the road against a divisional opponent. You got to give the Titans a lot of credit overall. That offense looks good. I still question whether or not they warrant their monster price to win the South. The problem, though, is they need some legitimate competition. It's not going to come from this Jaguars team that is 0-5, though they've had moments of competitiveness in all four of their last games. At some point, they'll break through, but certainly not to pitch, to, pit, uh, to fight for a division crown. You won't see that from the Texans either. It'll come from, if it's going to come, the Indianapolis Colts. But certainly not an easy task on the docket for this team here tonight. A trip to Baltimore as touchdown underdogs, Donnie. The total in this one here, checking in at 46 and a half. When you take a look at the side, you take a look at the seven points. What do you make of this Ravens-Colts game? I think it's about right with the seven. But I have to tell you, like I do think Baltimore right now, if we take a look at a snapshot of the season, they are the better football team. They're playing at home. But it seems to be the M.O. for the 
Indianapolis Colts is we play everybody tough. We just don't win a lot of these close games. Now, they finally got off the schneid and picked up a victory. Is it going to be a tall task to go to Baltimore and win this football game tonight? I do believe so, Kevin. But also from a Colts perspective, it doesn't really ring me as a team that gets blown out. Or even if they're getting beat down, they seem to fight back late in games and make it closer than what the appearance would have been over the first two or three quarters. And also the total goes down from, look, 49 and a half is what the FanDuel Sportsbook opened up at. We're now set at 46 and a half. I don't think we have any real major weather concerns coming into the game. Just getting a quick update here. 68 degrees, light winds, no rain typically in the forecast. So I do think you're going to have a clean slate. You're also taking a look at some team totals that you can look at. You know, the Colts under 20 points here. Is there a good chance they can get to 20 or more? I think so. And from looking at the game overall, it's a, you know, AFC battle. But if I'm leaning towards that seven-point number, which I think is a key number here, seven-and-a-half, boy, you would really like Indianapolis. Six-and-a-half, maybe you would like Baltimore much more. I think seven is a fair price, and I think the Colts can hang around this game. I'll take the seven here tonight in this matchup on Monday Night Football. I agree, and you'd love for the hook to be available uh, because I know at some points I think it might have been throughout the week here, but ultimately this is an Indianapolis team that has covered so far in two of their games and I feel like they've been maybe more competitive than that. The game against the Titans, Donnie, I know you watched that closely with a Colts team total. They were in that maybe more than the final score oh. suggests. And even the Seattle game, they left countless opportunities out there. Baltimore has yet to cover as a favorite on the season, doing a little bit more of their damage as an underdog. When you look at the total, Donnie, of 46.5, or whether you drop that down specifically to a team total here, do either of these sides feel like they might be able to provide some juice? I think they both can. I really do. When you're taking a look at, you know, Lamar Jackson is going to get offense regardless of any team he plays out here. It's a rarity that you say, oh, man, Baltimore scored, you know, 13 points in that game. He's just electric at quarterback, a fantastic regular season quarterback. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're betting in the regular season tonight. You know, maybe Marquise Brown has woken up a little bit at the wide receiver position, adding that deep strike here. We're not looking at a great defensive backfield here for the Indianapolis Colts. And also keep in mind, as we said, Decent weather conditions here, which Lamar Jackson, not the most accurate quarterback at times, but anything you can do to sort of quell that, a you know, 68, 69 degrees, under 10-mile-an-hour winds, maybe no precipitation in the air, that should help because I like the overall offensive structure here for the Baltimore Ravens outside of that dominant you know, weapon that you could have at running back, particularly like a J.K. Dobbins if he was healthy. But now you have Latavius Murray in the backfield in this game. They should be able to move the ball, but at the same time, Frank Reich is one of my favorite play callers in the NFL. They should do some damage here as well because when you're looking at the Ravens defense, Kevin, it's not the old school Ravens defense that's just going to butcher you and pummel you. But the fact is, this offensive line for the Indianapolis Colts, which was supposed to be a strength, Kevin, coming into the season, no longer a strength and injured at this time. Wentz is going to be running around for his life tonight. And I know in just a few moments we're going to bring up some prop bets that we like. Keep in mind, Wentz running around is going to be where I have my eye on tonight. We'll talk about that in a minute. I'll just say, as far as the total goes, I look at that 46-and-a-half. I don't know if I can get there without 20 points from Indianapolis. Their team total is 19-and-a-half right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook. I think the Colts team total maybe makes a little bit more sense. But as Donnie said, let's talk some props here. Let's start it off with these quarterbacks. And I'll tell you one that I'm looking at right now. And I don't know why I keep finding myself drawn to this market in prime time. It didn't work out on Russell Wilson, but that's because he got injured. The heartbreaking thing was the play he got injured on, he was throwing the ball to Tyler Lockett to cash his overlongest pass prop. With that being said, Lamar Jackson's number is 36 and a half. He has thrown a pass 
at least once of 40 yards or more in all four games this year. The Colts have allowed a pass all over this yardage in three of their four games this season. You think about when you watch Lamar play, he throws bombs, Donnie. He legitimately does. And even his yardage prop at 227 and a half, we've talked about it. This is a guy that is 4-0 to the over on his passing prop this season. He's thrown for at least 235 in all four of his games this year. Yeah, and I agree with you here because when you have – what are we looking at from a perspective of why would you like a guy to flip the – well, Lamar Jackson's not a great passer. You don't have to be a great passer. If you have wide receivers, that is their job to get open deep and you take a couple strikes a game like you know Marquise Brown, that's what you look forward to. And also with a quarterback, Kevin, that's not, so to speak, a guy that you always know is in the pocket where, hey, this pass rush is bearing down. They don't have time. Lamar Jackson makes time. And anytime you can scramble out of the pocket, guys get open deep and you can take some target shots downfield. I like that market that you're looking forward there because it does make some sense. From another quarterback angle for myself, typically, Kevin, we're coming into rushing performances here from the quarterback position in a Baltimore game and looking no more and no less than just at Lamar Jackson. 61 and a half at minus 113 is his rushing prop, which I think is doable. But as I said before, Carson Wentz was on damaged ankles and still trying to run for first downs you know a week or two away from that a little bit more healthy in the pocket if that offensive line does break down tonight Carson Wentz has shown a propensity to get outside the pocket and run and dive head first to try to make first downs well theoretically Kevin with his price tonight a nine and a half he basically has to run for Kevin one first down tonight in order to get that and also the factors that I always look at as well if the Baltimore Ravens are supposed to win this football game, that lessens the chance that Wentz runs for 13 yards, takes three knees, and now he ends up with eight yards for the game. If you don't think they're going to win the game and they are a seven-point dog in this one, he should be running and running for his life at times. That equates to me, him picking up over the nine and a half yards. Ten yards or more, you got yourself a cash to ticket here on Carson Wentz. And he would have went over that number last week had they lost, but he had some kneel downs there. He had his longest run of 10 yards. So as a seven-point dog, it makes all the sense in the world. Also, it was interesting because against Tennessee, he didn't run whatsoever. Last week, a little bit more mobile, maybe a little bit more willing. Now kind of removed from those ankle injuries there, Donnie. I think it's a great look from you. When we talk Colts running, I think one bet tonight where you just try and keep it simple is Jonathan Taylor anytime touchdown at minus 105 last week was the first game the Ravens didn't give up a touchdown to a running back against Detroit Swift and Jamal Williams had touchdowns against the Chiefs Darrell Williams ran one in and Josh Jacobs had a two touchdown performance against Baltimore in week one so I think you could even justify Donnie the two plus touchdowns market at seven to one on Jonathan Taylor but when I'm looking touchdown scores I'm not traveling too far down the board I think Taylor at minus 105 gets into the end zone tonight I think it's a pretty good one also. And how many times have we seen in primetime games here, Kevin? Well, I'm sure we'll be building out a FanDuel same-game parlay tonight as it gets closer to kickoff. But the good part about this is, is how about some of the big prices if you just bet, like, both quarterbacks to score touchdowns? It seems like weekly quarterbacks are getting into the end zone. Now, are you getting a bonus price on Lamar Jackson? No, you're not. But how many times have we seen a goal line-to-go play and the quarterback just burrow in there for a touchdown? Maybe we can look at a Lamar Jackson touchdown, a Carson Wentz touchdown, team it up with somebody else, as you said, getting into the market. So you can build a really nice parlay that used to be like, hey, wait a minute, you need two quarterbacks to score touchdowns? Not so fast in today's NFL anymore. Quarterbacks are running it into the end zone at a high clip at this point. So a lot of fun can be had tonight. Also keep in mind the match special market tonight, Kevin. The FanDuel Sportsbook is offering us tonight. Mm-hmm. Murray, mm-hmm. Taylor, Brown, and Pittman. You get two players from each team 
top, I guess you could say, wide receivers, top running backs, if they combined for three touchdowns or more, that is a plus 200 ticket. So, no, everybody doesn't have to score. You can have three touchdowns by Marquise Brown, and that one cashes. So good to see that market come back, and also an odds boost here at the FanDuel Sportsbook tonight. The Ravens and Colts to each score one or more rushing touchdowns and one or more passing touchdowns is boosted from 200 to 250. Another very interesting one as well. So some good options tonight from the FanDuel Sportsbook. Absolutely. One other match special I want to bring up here. The price is why we talk about this. So on Thursday night football, Matthew Stafford and Russell Wilson to combine for 500 passing yards and four touchdowns was minus 120. That bet ended up losing again. Russell Wilson got hurt and messed some things up, right? But those are two quarterbacks. You understand the minus 120 price. That number tonight, Donnie, same exact ask. 500 plus passing yards, four plus passing touchdowns. Lamar and Wentz combined is plus 550. I mean, I know it's not Stafford and Russ, but we're going from minus 120 to plus 550? That feels worth a look. Does feel worth a look here. I'm excited for tonight. There's a lot of different ways we can go tonight on this football game, Kevin. I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Cover or no cover here for the Colts. And keep in mind, I need the Colts to actually win games, Kevin, and not cover points. I'll say cover. Maybe they'll win. I don't think they'll win. I do think they cover the seven. I think their offense will be able to bring a little bit of juice. I think they're, the Colts are the best one-loss team that the NFL is offering right now. That'll do it for our Monday night preview here. A terrific day of sports with not only Monday Night Football, but a four-pack of baseball action. Up next, Donnie Wrightside closes out a Monday edition of the Early Line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Last segment of the day here for the early line on a Monday. Oh, playing Monday morning quarterback with myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Wall setting the table here for the morning after coming up right here on the Sports Grid Network. But before we get to that, You know, I like to spend these last two minutes talking about some interesting things that happen in sports. Now, taking a look at last night, Major League Baseball, I already told you, if I'm the commissioner of Major League Baseball, the ground rule double, anybody's on base, everybody scores. We're not penalizing the offense because a ball bounced out of play or if a ball bounced in play, off a player, out of play, and keeps runners off the board. But let's take a look at the NFL here. And here's my argument against the NFL now. Everybody despises the kicking game. So the NFL made a choice a few years ago to move the extra point back to add extra intrigue. Now, what intrigue were they looking to create? Two teams gutting it out on the football field only for it to come down to a missed extra point, whether or not your team wins or loses. And how about the gambling aspect of it, which is legal in so many states here? I'm led to believe that the sevens are no longer sevens. They should be sixes and fives and fours. 
because I'm just anticipating a guy to make a simple kick because in the NFL, each and every time you miss an extra point, that is a scoring drive that costs you there. So you're betting into team totals of, you know, 24s and 27 and a half. We expect extra points to be made and not only field goals, which nobody could make one yesterday. We had 12 missed extra points in the NFL yesterday. And I heard an announcer say, it adds to the intrigue. It's so interesting that now these kicks matter. Why? If I am commissioner of the NFL, I take the extra point out of the game. You score a touchdown, you get seven points. If you want to go for two and you get it, you get eight. If you go for two and don't get it, you get six. We're not kicking extra points anymore here in the NFL. I don't know. How about the NBA? When you have a free throw, right? Why don't we just move the basket back and forth and have it nice windy conditions because that adds intrigue. How about the breakaway in hockey at the end of the game where you're sitting there going, hey, throw some windmills out there so it makes it harder to score. Enough, NFL. Do away with the extra point and move it back to where it was. That is my piece. Make me commissioner. We'll have a better league. So that'll do it today, as I said, again, for the early line, both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Walsh. Stay tuned for the morning after right here Sports Red Network. the only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information but we just call it the edge this reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing Uh, (laughs) that's definitely not a problem Uh, reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil 